Yeah, there's a real opportunity here. I mean, there's, you know, there's a trend here in the conversation that we talk about this nostalgia and these spots that keep coming back. Um, there's equity in that. There's, I mean, there's a giant equity even in the seasonal, um, in a seasonal piece of music. Um, if it, you know, it, 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 it boils down to this consistency and persistency. And even if you're, you know, it, Colleen, you're 100% right. You know, they have to be ready for this. They have to be ready to, to roll this out to all their touch points. And it also has to, to be their brand. But, I mean, think of the immense power that it's going to, to wield year after year when it's implemented consistently. Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision-making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangle. Let's delve a little deeper. Here's the second part of my conversation with Gina Isham, Adam Plyman, Colleen Fahey, and John Sanfilippo about audio branding for the holidays. You probably all know yeah. about the music being played in um, uh, where they're selling wine and they were selling, yeah. you know, they, they were playing French music and then they sold more French wine and then they played German music and they play, they sold more German wine. And uh, Larry just mentioned that to me in our uh, discussion, Colleen. So, I mean, it's uh -huh. a pretty popular study. So you would think that a lot more people would use that to their advantage or at least think about it. You know, I, I love your idea of zoning. I think that this also plays into like the whole sonic diversity, you know, like the 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 sonic color line, if you've heard that term that Steve has mentioned mm -hmm. before. Um, mm -hmm. But I, yeah. I feel like if you're in a uh, primarily urban location in a store, perhaps you figure out what it is that they listen to. And those are the styles. It could still be, we wish you a Merry Christmas, but maybe it's like a hip hop version or something like that. You know, like it doesn't, it doesn't have to all be white people music <laughs> you know there's a lot more out there <laughs> that we, and, it, and it's also something that like you know like it, we, we force a certain type of music on people that wouldn't necessarily go for it why can't we be forced to listen to something brand new we might actually like it so uh yeah I think that just for a di diversity in itself it would be super helpful Mm -hmm. Well, I like Colleen's idea of bringing, being a little more worldly and bringing new compositions into the mix. I, I think we're we're due for some new melodies just in the whole Christmas soundscape. I mean, you know, there's there's so much Christmas music that is so old and so traditional that a lot of it is in the public domain. Even not that these you know more worldly compositions wouldn't necessarily be public domain, but yeah, just something to to freshen it up and to you know, it takes some time before new compositions kind of work their way into the public consciousness. But once they once they do, yeah, they just become the the soundtrack of your life. And Christmas is a, a huge part of that. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, to your point, John, it's it's it's, it's I I do enjoy um, when there's uh, Christmas inspired by tracks and how easy it is to through the use of just a couple notes be so close to such a traditional song that you immediately 
it, it immediately becomes a holiday song because of three notes you used in a melody. And it's so simple. So, I mean, to your point, like, yeah, the, like, the, the need to spread the wings and, and uh, grow the cannon, if you will, um, is definitely <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a, a, a nice mix of nostalgia and novelty at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there is um, so much more that can be done with the holidays that I think people are not taking advantage of and and not diversifying a little bit. And, and that's uh, that could bite them in the butt. Uh, I, I don't think that the same old, same old is going to work for all, you know, all time. Um, you know, the M&M commercial notwithstanding. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's just me. I don't know how many people are. I mean, I have a few friends that exactly know that one, too. So that's just a personal preference. But there, there are things that you can latch on to, especially like, I don't know, as a child, you latch on to things stronger than you do as an adult. So the things that um, are really groundbreaking and memorable to me this year are, you know, they're not, I don't think they're going to last like the 30 years that this thing played when I was a kid. Right. So yeah, I don't know. It's possible, but you know, I think there's something to be said for things that become memorable. And I don't necessarily mean that it's something that we heard in as a child and that it just lasted that long. I mean, there are things that if you hear them for long enough, I mean, really, it's the length of how long you heard it, not maybe when you heard it. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> so uh, I think that the reason that we talk about these things as being something that we really connected to as children is because we heard them when we were children. And now it's 30 years later and we're still hearing them and we remember them. So, uh, you know, there's there's that memorability, which I think is really important when you're talking to uh, about advertising. That's something you want, right? <laughs> well, with distinctiveness, you, you yes, want, you want to be remembered for something. Um, yeah. Another thought I I was thinking that people these days want to participate in the creation of things or participate in the activation or the activity, and that would be another area to explore. If your brand um, would like to invite their own audience into creating a drum track for a piece or uh, or creating recreating a, a, a remix maybe you could provide a remix um, all the stems and they could remix their own carols or something like that and play them um, in I don't know while you're e-shopping online or in the store or something like that I'm just thinking how could you involve these audiences who are desperate to create mm -hmm. and uh, and use use some kind of a fusion of your brand and music i bet you could well, do it maybe do it. maybe tiktok is the answer there <laughs> yeah yeah that's a platform and i don't claim to be an expert on it but i mean that is a, a platform that is known for appropriating various pieces of music and remixing them and, and doing all kinds of creative things with them. Right. I was you just maybe... going to say that. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Nope. <laughs> I think I was just building on an idea. I was just continuing an idea that was spinning out and thinking, well, I suppose you could do stems from your own brand and stems from joy to the world and have let people remix their own mm -hmm. 
your branded joy to the world. That's a great uh, I, idea. I, I know that, that Home Depot. Store. I mean, you could have a DJ do it in store too. <laughs> <laughs> you could have home DJs. Okay. Uh, home Depot. <laughs> <Enough of that>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea. <laughs> Go ahead, Gina. I was just going to say, I spoke to, um, well, she's, re she's since retired, but she was uh, the VP of marketing at Home Depot about the orange song and how that came about. And it went bonkers on TikTok and people were remixing, just like you said, Colleen, it wasn't even a call out to it. They just started doing it. Um, and now that I think about the holiday season, what Home Depot has done is just slapped jingle bells on their orange song. <laughs> and that's their, oh, that's their Christmas one. <laughs> and I would love to see some really, some of these really fun TikTokers that did these creative things with Home Depot. I'd love to see them come up with something more clever than Jingle Bells because they came up with these great remixes. Why not come up with a great remix for the Christmas season? Very good point. See, it's so easy, so easy just to throw bells on it. And look, suddenly my jingles. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, only not. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I also wanted to ask you, now that we're kind of on this topic, what you think companies could do with their audio brand to be prepared for next year, for next year's holidays? So I, I think that they that. should consider doing a a complete package, a 360 package that involves almost every touch point that they have and compose it in such a way that mirrors their brand, recompose it in such a way that reflects Christmas in their own brand way. So, and they could start mm -hmm. tomorrow. They can start with their mm -hmm. e-card. Yeah. That, that's my thought. Totally. Yeah, 100%. Start with notes probably. right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 What's going on right now, take notes and be applying it all year until next year. Seven, yeah. <laughs> create your seven yeah. second winks. Uh-huh. Yep. There you go. Adam, you had more yeah, to There's add? a real opportunity. Yeah. yeah, there's a real opportunity here. I mean, there's, you know, there's a trend here in the conversation that we talk about this nostalgia and these spots that keep coming back. Um, there's equity in that. There's, I mean, a, a giant equity, even in the seasonal um in a seasonal piece of music um if it you know it, it it boils down to this consistency and persistency and even if you're you know it, colleen you're 100 right you know they have to be ready for this they have to be ready to to roll this out to all their touch points and it also has to to be their brand but i mean think of the immense power that it's going to to wield year after year when it's implemented consistently i mean the m, &M mm -hmm. spot is something that has landed with you, Jenna, and it stays with you, you know, in a in a wonderful place in your heart, and 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 it's it's a spot, it's a commercial, it's just a well done commercial. I mean, uh, you know, emotionally connect to that consumer the same way each year. Bringing these 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 songs back is, you know, it, it seems like a no brainer, especially when you're trying to get your you know your brand into the black if it's a if it's a retail brand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, jingles are the same way. I mean, you know, like Gina was talking about, there are commercials that we remember from our childhood from 30 years ago or more. <laughs> and uh, and I remember nope. jingles from back that far that I... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I, they just stick with you. You And mm -hmm. it it's amazing to me, and I, I mentioned this before, it's amazing to me that brands will just let things go and just stop using them when they're so popular. It just doesn't make sense to me. 
Are you looking for ways to improve your company's or podcast's impact? You'd be surprised how powerful the use of an intentional audio branding strategy can be. Want to know more? I have a free downloadable PDF that gives you my five tips for implementing an intentional audio strategy at voiceoversandvocals.com slash audio-branding-strategy. That location does ask to put you on a mailing list just to send you updates on when the new podcasts come out. But if you really don't want to give your email out, I understand. Just contact me directly. My email is all over my website and I'll make sure you get that PDF without needing to sign up anywhere. If you do sign up though, you also get access to a resources section called The Studio, where I have videos, white papers and PDFs, discounts from my guests and snippets of audio from my guests that no one else gets to hear. So maybe it's worth your while, totally up to you. And of course, if you're looking for voiceovers, you can get in touch with me about that too. Now, back to the podcast. Well, and it's it's just it's all about whether it's a jingle or a sonic logo or whatever it is. It's all about having just a really strong melody and just sticking with it to the point where, like you're saying, it does become part of the public consciousness over time, and you, and you just sort of keep it forever. You don't forget them, right? And um, in terms of holidays, yeah, I I don't think that we we we. We don't flex enough, I think, with our sonic branding assets. And obviously the holidays are a great opportunity for that. But I mean, um, even during the COVID-19 pandemic, where every commercial ended up being exactly the same. I think we all remember when <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yes. the, the oh, yeah. music the and then the depressing voiceover, and they try to take it into that sort of semi-inspirational sort of tone. Someone but even did was, a video on that. Do you remember there, seeing yeah, that video? Yeah, there was video? a mashup video. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. so, so funny. <laughs> yeah, it, so good. it was amazing. Yeah, but it was just, it was so interesting to see how many huge brands had such a kind of superficial relationship with themselves and they had mm-hmm, never really mm-hmm. forced to dig deeper emotionally and if you already have a well-defined well-defined sonic identity then you have that well-defined emotional core and if you push it far enough to what you're talking about jody where you, you do have that that memorability and that relationship with the public then you are able to uh, to adapt it to to different things and it becomes a very flexible and powerful asset yeah, I it's think a, that something that mm-hmm. that brands forget is they they work so hard and maybe Colleen, maybe you can attest to this, but I I feel like brands work really hard on customer personas, but how hard do they work on their own brand persona? Because I feel like you know you can't market to everybody, right? You have to figure out who your market is. So shouldn't that start within rather than like picking your audience? That's what it feels like to me. And yeah, you. And I, and I wonder about the COVID because it was like, you're spot on, Adam. Like, <laughs> it was so fake. And granted, it had been like 100 years since something like this had happened. So we were not prepared. But like, it did show how little personality some of these brands had because they didn't know how to portray themselves. They were just trying to, they were still trying to market to their audience almost. Yeah, I think there's, oh, go ahead, Colleen. Go ahead. I was just going to say that 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 just goes right back to Christmas music. Everybody mm-hmm. plays the same music, therefore they don't distinguish themselves. And maybe it's because they haven't gone deep enough inside to yes, assess exactly. who they are. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. everything's everything's all about authenticity 
these days. You have to build your brand from the ground up and from the inside out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that if people do actually make an audio brand for themselves and give them their company some thought, uh, give that some thought for their company, that, like you said, John, is the emotional intelligence that they get from looking deep. So like it, it, audio branding is, you know, that's the emotional core. That's, that's definitely how that goes. So, well, and I, I often liken it to, it's like personal relationships. Like the deeper you can connect with yourself, the deeper you can connect with other people. That's true in personal relationships Mm -hmm. and it's true in business and branding and all this stuff. Yeah. I once had a client say one after leading them through the audio branding sonic branding process that he understood his brand in a much more subtle way by having to do it without words mm-hmm. interesting he it really yeah. helped him just know his brand mm-hmm. and yeah. and maybe make a difference between okay you say you're about leadership but what kind of leadership are you and when you hear different kinds of leadership you can tell, wait a minute, I'm not this big, bossy, assertive, brassy thing, you know, mm-hmm. I'm this other thing. Uh, so yeah. Sonic Brand can be part of that psychotherapy of your brand. <laughs> that's, Nuances. That's, that's spot on, Colleen. No, it, that's interesting. And it does feel like that sometimes when you work with a brand, because I find you're often taking them to places they've never been before. Because a -hmm. lot of the time, visuals, because everybody's so visually oriented in the branding and marketing world, and a a lot of it can be very superficial. And a lot of the time, visuals convey information, but sounds convey emotion. And yeah, it does necessitate a a, a deeper dig into the brand and its persona. Yeah, I think Gina's point also of the fact that a lot of brands are very in touch with who their customer or client is, but not all that in touch with who they are in relation to that. I think that when you're coming into doing an audio brand and thinking about all of that, you kind of need the Venn diagram of where those meet in the middle, who you are and who your clients are. And I don't know that you know, all one or all the other, you know, obviously you don't want to go to the extremes. You want to learn how you can reach the people who are going to get you. I've done several like breakout brand marketing strategy sessions with some clients in the past couple of years. And it's so fascinating because when we step back and discover like why they're doing what they're doing, the messaging is so much easier. You know, like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. Why are you creating? Why are you doing all of these things? Not who and not what, but why are you doing it? If you can get that, that's like your mission statement. If you can yeah. establish your mission statement, it's going to be so much clearer to you how you're going to personify yourself to others. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, And then take that and be, you know, use it consistently and with persistency. I love that, Adam. (laughs) Oh, that's old PNG coming out right there. Yeah. 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 Cincinnati. I've been bathed in PNG. Oh, I I know all the acronyms. Yeah. 
It's all good. Yeah. He's just going to start talking to us in letters soon. (laughs) (laughs) All acronyms, all the time. You have no clue what they said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, there is there is so much to unpack with all of this. Um, yeah, so so interesting trends, uh, or maybe where we'd like to see it go, I guess. And me more as a consumer <laughs> than you know. Uh, also, I I guess I see it on the the tail end of things because of the voiceover part of this. Because I get asked to do things that are on trend whenever that happens to be. So it's always interesting to see where things lead. And I know that authenticity, I mean, heck, it was the the word of the year this year, wasn't it? Authenticity? Oh, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Feels like it. I'm pretty sure it was actually voted word of the year by, uh, you know, Webster, Miriam Webster or something. How do they figure that out? Do they just, <laughs> I like, don't know. The Google searches or something like, oh, this yeah. word, this adjective was searched the most. This Maybe. must be the, the word. Yeah. I wanna, <laughs> yeah. I want to be in that voting pool. I want to vote for the word of the year. That's going to be I'm going to put something ridiculous into out. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just putting that out in the universe. Well, you know, they, they, uh, they have all sorts of, um, I guess, ideas of what the latest words are, and they add new words to the dictionary all the time. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really, yeah, they're, they've they done some weird things. <laughs> you got to keep selling those dictionaries. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. Always evolving. <laughs> oh, well, it's all good. It all works in the end, I guess. It's, you know, the English language is totally evolving all the time, right? As you is know, I, I have a thought about why authenticity might be very important this year as mm-hmm. people are getting more exposed AI. to AI and the fact yeah. that you oh, change yeah. person's face. And it probably is making people feel very startled. And yeah. it is true that at Christmas time, you're you're a little bit more emotionally open and vulnerable, mm-hmm. and uh, the those commercials that we've been talking about that are very warm and human must feel so good after seeing you know all these things about essentially robots and computers doing the creative work. I can see why authenticity would be important, and definitely it's important at Christmas. Mm-hmm. I think you're right on there, Colleen. I think that yeah. definitely is it because yeah. there's there's all these like I've been writing a lot more on Medium, and it's it's all talking about like these publications that don't want to accept anything that was AI generated, and then there's some that are fighting it, saying no, 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 it's fine as long as you're using it as a tool, and then others are saying you know AI can come up with things that others can't just i'm just talking about this one platform and it's just interesting the conversations that are going on saying it's right or wrong or fine there are some major publications that have been called out for using ai in their writing and mm. not not really policing it well enough i guess not really um you know making sure that they're checking it over <laughs> mm. so uh but like major publications uh, and and people are not happy. They you know they're recognizing it and they're not happy. So I can see you know like you were saying, Colleen. I think authenticity is because of AI very valued at this point. So yeah, yeah. So many do things our going on. audience people members have anything that they'd like to chime in with or 
yeah, if anyone in if anyone listening would like to raise their hand and join the conversation, you're welcome to ask a question of your own. But uh, but yeah, we're uh, we're just talking about audio branding around the holidays and also what we can do to get ready for the next holidays, not just this one, because I think we're a little beyond <laughs> when we could when we could uh, conceivably do anything for this particular holiday. It's probably a little late, <laughs> but uh, here would be a great goal. Get a song that somehow alludes to your brand, but is into the holiday canon of songs that people put in their stores over the holidays. That, oh, that would be add an some amazing... new adjacencies. I love this. Yes. Yeah, Let's do a, it. a big, hairy, audacious goal would be <laughs> to get into the, the mix of those Christmas songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mima. Hi. Mima, welcome. Yes. Am I pronouncing Thank your you. name right? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. What did awesome. you want to say? Go ahead. Yeah, I was so interested in the idea of like cre involving uh, aspects of different cultures into the audio branding. And it also kind of how do you marry that idea with the fact that you have to also be tailoring um, your content to a specific audience. And so it kind of seems like it's competing. I'll just phrase my question differently. Essentially, if the idea is to be as specific as possible in terms of who you're talking to and targeting your audience, then how do you do that while keeping your audio branding open and um, keeping it and taking different aspects of different cultures? So how do you like do both, if that makes sense? I really appreciate you being here. Know anyone that you think would make a great guest for this podcast? Someone who works in sound on behalf of clients? Please do get in touch. I'd love to hear about them. Your recommendations are always super helpful. And now back to the show. I think it's a question of proportion, how much you put in. Uh, this is a, a interesting problem that we often have when we're doing audio branding. And I'm not talking about Christmas at this moment, but when say you're an airline and you're coming out of the Arab Emirates, but you're speaking, so you want to say, I'm, I'm from the Arab Emirates, but you also want to say, and we're open to the world, come travel with us all people. And so it's, it's almost a question of putting in the proportion that you want. So you could say 30% international and 70% Emirati, or you could do it the opposite way, depending on how the brand is. But I think that's a decision that you make before you start to compose or before you start to compile, if you're compiling a list. Mm -hmm. It's, it's yeah, a very simple <laughs> answer. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and to, to, to add on that, Colleen, because that's, that's spot on. It's, it, you know, it's always that understanding of what that connection is between the consumer and brand um, and what the consumer's expectation is. And sometimes that's able to dictate what the brand's able to get away to help, to help understand if it's 70, 30, 30, 70. Um, you know, that, that connection, that understanding is that authenticity, right? The, the good old word of the year right there. Um, that if you can understand what their expectation is of you, you're going to be able to understand how you communicate to that with your own voice. Agreed. It's, it's a balancing act. I think, you know, you can, if you're forcing something, it's not working. 
Um, the, the great thing about audio is that it, it's a subtle thing, right? Like if you do audio right, <clears throat> you're not really noticing anything. It just feels right, you know, because it's, again, it's about expression. It's about feeling and personality. And if these brands can explore what their personality is, I think that it'll be that much easier for them to come up with, is this too much or is this not enough? Good points. Yeah, and yes to everything everyone else said, and Adam again that that overused word of the year, authenticity. But uh, <laughs> no, it really is important, and I think that there's a, a cyclical thing that happens as well because uh, if you are authentic and you express yourself in an authentic way, you're going to attract a certain type of person anyway to your brand. Now that may vary depending on your your business, of course, but. Uh, the thing about music and sound, like music really is a, a universal language to, to a certain degree. And I think sometimes we get a little too caught up in, in trying to visualize our, our customers and trying sort of digging a little too deep uh, into demographics. And, and we touched on this a little earlier. And, and while we were talking, I actually I had to bring up that meme that you've probably seen where they compare uh, King Charles and Ozzy Osbourne, because it's that they're both male, yeah. both born in 1948, both live in a castle, both wealthy and famous, etc. Oh, that's disturbing. <laughs> it is, isn't it? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Well, yeah, but very different people. <laughs> very, very di with very different experiences and, yes. and lives. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's a uh, it, it's a fascinating study. And thank you for the question. That was a really interesting question. Hopefully yeah, your question was answered. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for answering all of you. Thank you. Wonderful. Well, we are getting very close to the end here. And I just want to thank my panelists here very much for this really insightful and interesting conversation. Thank you, Jody. Yeah. Thank you. I, yeah, I thank you, Jody. Really enjoyed this. And I hope we'll do it again sometime very soon. But for now, I'm going to wish everyone a wonderful holiday, <clears throat> whatever it is that you're celebrating. Mm. And, uh, and just, uh, yeah, uh, sound is powerful. Listen around and, and, you know, obviously make your own decisions based on that. But uh, it's worth paying attention to the sound. It's not just a background thing. And it influences you a lot more than you think. <laughs> Indeed. So, yeah. Absolutely. Thank you very much for With being here. With great power here. comes great responsibility. Great responsibility. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, we have to be careful with that. Yeah, so when you're making this kind of stuff, that's something to pay attention to, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, thank Maybe you very much. Maybe topic for next time. Yeah, yes. definitely yes. a topic. Oh, count, count me in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know when I was talking with uh, with Larry Colleen, he was we were talking briefly about you know the the power of that responsibility to not uh, overly influence people in ways that they don't want to be influenced. <laughs> that it can be uh, something you need to be very careful of psychologically. There's sure. yeah. absolutely yeah, and we have created sound also to keep people from shopping. And keep people from buying too much. Yes. But you can do it in both ways. Yeah, yeah, you can do yep. it both ways. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And I hope everyone has a wonderful Happy rest of their day. Yeah. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thank Take care, you. everyone. Well, that's the end of this episode. 
Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available in all the usual locations. Until next time.